0: you buy little general convenience stores you know it as your convenience store with more they're open eight days a week and in case you're wondering hey jeff does that include today yes it does all day today till 10 o'clock tonight little general convenience stores where quality is their first priority and we appreciate them not only sponsoring the wednesday edition but also agreeing to expand it If you miss, if you have to check out early today and you you miss part of the program, there's different ways you can catch it. And the newest way is tune in Saturday at 2 p.m. And I've had some outreach from folks that are hearing it for the first time on Saturday, uh, particularly, and we had to call it that baked potato episode, very popular. And uh, they're glad to catch it on Saturday because they are busy at work on Wednesday. So we thank Little General for expanding the footprint of Recipe for a Good Day and still being the title sponsor of the program. In fact, the only sponsor of the program. So uh, many times when we're putting the program together, uh, we do look at the specials and say, What can we do with those specials? And we know specials are going to come up. So quite often, I'll hold off on certain subjects. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with Johnny, and we were talking about you know beef stew. I said, well, we're going to hold off a little bit because it's bound to hit on sale. So this week, on Monday, when I go to lilgeneral.com, L-I-L general.com, and click on weekly specials, I was very pleased to see Chuck Stewing Beef. Six eighty nine a pound. So we're going to be talking about the world of beef stew today on Recipe for a Good Day. We'll be joined by Johnny Reynolds for another Reynolds Wrap, and the junior has a subject that uh, he has been preparing. Again, held off a couple of weeks to get it right in the perfect spot, and he certainly has this week as he'll be talking pumpkins, different pumpkins, different uses in your kitchen, breaking down the world of gourds. For you today, uh, and of course, another edition of Seasonings Reading. So we have a full program for you on recipe for a good day, Wednesday. So let's get down to business. The first order of business is what's on sale this week at Little General Stores everywhere, and these sale prices are in effect now through close of business on Sunday. So here is your shopping list. Um, I'm going to go out of the normal order. Because our friends at Humble Brothers have hit a home run with Low General Stores Liverwurst on sale. I know many of you have been waiting, saying, "When's the Liverwurst going to be on sale again?" Well, right now the Liverwurst is on sale for eighty nine a pound at all Low General locations, and not just any Liverwurst. We're talking the Humble Brothers Liverwurst, my preferred brand of Liverwurst. What makes it so special? Um, it doesn't have a bitter aftertaste that some liverwursts can carry. Uh, and it is a very smooth taste. Uh, it slices nicely. And it's a, may I say, girthy log. What do I mean by that? I mean, there are some liverwurst that you can't believe are so tiny. You can barely fit it on a rich cracker. Never mind a sandwich lightly toasted with cheese and mustard. The liverwurst you get from the quality of Hummel Brothers is perfect To fit right in that lightly toasted bread. Mustard. uh, I do go with a deli mustard with my liverwurst. I do like a cheddar with my liverwurst. But I will go American as well. And uh, it just fits perfectly. Fills up the bread, but not overfills it. It's a perfect combination. Uh, Hummer Brothers liverwurst, $4.89 a pound. And the smoked daisy roll pork shoulder butt. Who doesn't love pork butt? $4.49 a pound by Hummer Brothers. Um, in addition to that, Genoa Capicola, hot and sweet, for $7.89 a pound. Um, Pauline, imported ham, just $5.89 a pound. Our friends at Boston Salads with the Little General Stores are bringing you blueberry crisps. I bet you'd like to have some of that right now. $6.89 a pound for fresh blueberry crisp and deviled eggs and potato salad. Just four eighty nine a pound from Boston Salads at all those general locations. Now, for the meat products, the premier products on sale this week. First thing you need to know, stock up now. Buy as much as you can. Chicken drumsticks, $0.69 cents a pound. And I just find that perfect, easy to use for your soups. Drumstick thighs, the dark meat. I actually uh, was talking to Roger about dark meat. I cooked the chicken in the crock pot yesterday. Slow cooked it all day at work. And when I got home last night, I picked it up by the breasts, and the meat just fell off the carcass, all the ribs intact, so tender, so juicy. Set that aside, in the freezer it goes. Uh, the dark meat, a separate container from my friend Roger Bouchard, who loves dark meat bird. Um, I got that for him, and we ate off the rest of the meat. Uh, It was so easy to debone and work with, so juicy. Um, But when it comes to chicken soup, by the way, the skin, if you cook your crockpot in a chicken, you'll notice that skin doesn't crisp. So it still has all that fat content and all that flavor in there. Um, Save that. I took the skin off. It wasn't crisp, so it didn't burn up the fat. And I froze it. I'm going to use it add extra flavor to my chicken soup uh, also I use, uh, the juices that occurred in the crock pot itself, strained it, saved it'm going to use that and that skin in my next chicken soup. I'm looking forward to and I will report to you the impact that made on it, but the chicken drumstick's perfect for chicken soup season now quite often, when the cold weather's here and tonight by the way twenty nine degrees overnight low, yes, yeah, goodbye Indian summer uh. You're going to want to freeze some of this. You can't always get the good price on the parts of the chicken you want when you want to make your chicken soup. So right now, we talked about it last year, and there was quite a a problem. Um, Get your soup pastas, your orzos and so forth. Buy them now. Stock them up in your cupboard while you can. Pick up your broths. Pick up your stocks. You can store them in your cupboards as they can. Uh, I have a whole cupboard dedicated to various broths. Uh, Just about time to restock on it and um and, and just go nuts stock up on your soup supplies now including these chicken drumsticks for 69 cents a pound you heard it right 69 cents a pound uh chuck steak on sale for 6.99 a pound chuck roast on sale for 6.89 a pound and chuck has been busy because chuck's stewing beef 6.89 a pound at Little General Stores everywhere. So some great meat products for you to stock up on. Don't forget, uh, buy some drumsticks now. I get it. It's football season. Maybe you're going to take it. Maybe you want to grill it. Maybe you want to barbecue it. Whatever you want to do. Garlic, pepper. That's all your world, squirrel. Get your nut. Meanwhile, what we have, soup season on the horizon. You can freeze these nicely. That easily three months will carry you into your soup season. Get them while you can at 69 cents a pound. Also, Purdue Carving Turkey Breast, 889 a pound. That remains on sale. Old Time Franks, $5.99 a pound from the one and only KM Company. Little General Bulky Rolls for your sandwich needs. Exclusives. $3.59 for a six-pack. Half and half cream from Gorelick $2.49 a pint. And don't forget it is Apple Cider Season. And you can get premium apple cider uh right there at Little General, locally made five ninety nine for a half gallon and apple cider, one of the treats this time of year, as the apples are coming off the trees in growth. So those are the sale items this week. And we're going to be featuring Stew Beef when we return. We're going to get you started on the conversation. So stick around for this edition of a Recipe for a Good Day. Brought to you by... Recipe for a Good Day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores with locations for your shopping needs throughout the Blackstone Valley, 2-in-1 Socket, Manville Road, and Cumberland Hill Road, Great Road, North Smithfield, Chapel Street in Boroughville, and Central Avenue in Pawtucket. Always hot, always fresh coffee stations to get your day started. Grab and go meals perfectly prepared for you, whether it's for an easy lunch to get you through your work day or to make an easy, satisfying dinner to end your day. And, of course, delicious deli items from top-of-the-line lunch meats to top-of-the-line steak and chicken products. Oh, and, of course, always fresh ground hamburg. Stay up to date on each week's sale items by going online at littlegeneral.com, your convenience store with more. Little General, where you always get a smile, a please, and a thank you. Open every day, including today. Proud sponsors of Recipe for a Good Day, Little General Convenience Stores.
1: To plate to, here's catch a tory dory, taste a bologna tony. Everybody eats when they come to my house. I fix your favorite dishes, hoping this good food fills ya. Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone. You better eat if it kills
2: ya. Pass me a pancake, mandrake having a.
0: Everybody eats when they come to my house. Yes, I hope they eat when they go to your house as well. And one of the great comfort foods to serve, terrific this time of year, is the world of beef stew. And uh, Chuck has prepared his stewing beef for six eighty nine a pound. So let's get into the world of beef stews. And one of the new formats we've brought to the program, and people seem to like it is before we get into a specific recipe, we're covering subjects in a broad manner. So we've been talking about um, common mistakes or myths that are associated with, with certain foods. Um, and we're going to continue that today about some of the mistakes you might be making when cooking beef stew, uh, and, you know, not that you're doing something wrong intentionally, but, you know, you learned something uh, years ago when you just continued doing it. Meanwhile, the person who showed it to you may not have have, have known uh, the exact details to do. Doesn't always mean it's unsafe, but what it could mean is you're not getting the best bang for your buck when it comes to your dinner table. So, for today, we're going to be talking about mistakes people make. Um, a little bit later on in the program, we're going to talk about seasonings C- you should be using in your beef stew And we're also going to give you some um, Hail Mary options. Secret ingredients. There's an interesting article I was reading. um, And I haven't tried these yet either, but I'm going to share them with you. Secret ingredients... And we'll see what you think that could really boost your beef stew. Uh, And we'll move along as time allows and we'll give you a classic beef stew recipe and we'll see where we go from there. But to start off, general uh, tips, good information uh, about things to avoid, pitfalls to to step over when you go cooking meat stew. And number one, believe it or not, when it comes to beef stew, the number one problem is using the wrong cut of meat. Now, it's easy. When Lord General calls it stewing beef, you know you can make beef stew with it. But other cuts of beef, maybe a filet mignon or that marbled ribeye, of course, attracts you to the meat section. But these are not for making stew. You're only going to waste those cuts of meat in a stew. Those luxurious cuts are too tender, too lean for simmering, too lean for braising. It's going to leave you with shrunken up pieces of dried beef, and nobody wants that in their beef stew. It's not going to look good in any bowl, even if there are vegetables around them. So you're looking for tougher, hardier cuts of beef that's suitable for a beef stew. Uh, you, you need a good amount of collagen-rich fat and connective tissue that'll break down and dissolve gradually through the slow cooking process. So what kind of meat do you use in a beef stew? You're looking for rump, rump round roast, uh, any meat from the rare, a chuck roost, uh front of the shoulder. This will make a tender cut with flavorful, tender, moist beef and chuck is the best meat for beef stew. So what does that mean? Load up now because it is... Chuck stewing beef on sale, the perfect beef for beef stew. Using the right cuts of meat is crucial. Now, these cuts will be chewy if you cook them in just under an hour. But simmering, braising them will allow the fat and collagen in between the lean meats to melt. Slow cooking, of course, through your uh, crock pot. Uh, Your slow cooker is also a great way. Uh, They'll tenderize the proteins in the meat. They'll bring more body and flavor to that beef stew. So the added benefit, again, the beef cuts are relatively inexpensive. They'll fit your budget better than the fancier cuts of meat. They're not going to be dried up and shriveled. Another big mistake people make in their beef stew is simply cooking those vegetables too long. Vegetables and beef do not cook at the same rate. So most people rely on the beef stew to save time. You put all the ingredients in the pot and forget about it. Set it. Forget it, they say. Well... May delicious beef stew still needs a watchful eye. So relying on time alone, one of the common mistakes to avoid when making beef stew, it takes more than the broth and the meat cuts to make a dish. You need to add the vegetables you want and balance that flavor in the dish. So we're talking potatoes, onions, carrots, that helps add more body to the broth. Even so, you should not just put them all in the broth and forget them. Remember, you should cook them the right way as well. So the beef cuts need to cook longer than the vegetables. The meat cuts need to tenderize enough during this time and add the vegetables simultaneously as the meat cuts will subject the vegetables to the same temperature in cooking time. And obviously, you wouldn't do it on your stovetop. So why are you doing it in your crock pot? The vegetables will end up mushy by the time the stew is done. So braising should always come first, And this will only involve the meat. Uh, Once the meat cuts are forked tender, add in the vegetables, then leave them to cook until those are tender enough. This will prevent them from turning into, well, baby food. Um, Adding raw beef, sear the beef. Yes, we talked about this. Should you sear your beef even on a beef stew? Yes, you should. Why? Searing always locks in flavor. You want that maximum flavor in your beef stew? Sear the beef. It's a quick process. Um, you can use the same pot for searing if you're gonna uh, deglaze the bottom of the part, lift the brown bits, of course it gives the stew a little extra rich, deep flavor. Um you, you now again you're not throwing everything in the pot at the same time without searing the beef. So take the chill off. Allow the meat to reach room temperature before searing it. Again, uh, you don't want to leave it out for more than 30 minutes, but you know, it'll come out so much better. If you just let the meat get to room temperature, when it does sear the meat brown, let the meat relax. You're preparing that natural moisture to reabsorb into the muscle instead of being stuck between the meat's fibers to be lost. So sear your beef cuts. Deep, meaty, savory flavor of beef stew. You can use a a deep pot. You can use a Dutch oven for the searing. That'll allow you to keep the brown bits after the searing. Then you can use the pot to make the beef stew if you're using your range top. Overcrowding, a big common mistake to avoid when making beef stew, especially when searing. So keep your medium high heat. Keep it hot. You want it hot, you want a quick sear on the outside to lock the flavor in on the inside while the rest of it cooks. So keep the pieces of meat apart. Be sure to caramelize each meat cut side without cooking it inside. So as soon as it's browned and sealed up on the outside, flip it, flip it, flip it, all sides of the cube. And remember, if you're going to cut your your stewed beef, uh, if you're going to maybe cut them in half from the original sizes, you're going to do any cutting before you sear because once you sear and you cut... All sides are not seared. You have to sear that side again. So make your cuts before you do your searing. Caramelizing that meat, extra flavor to the stew. Scrape up those brown beds. Put them in the pot. Uh, Even if you're crock potting, let it all infuse together. Don't waste that flavor in the pan. Slow cookers are convenient, but searing that uh, that stew beef uh, in a separate pan is okay. Even so... Help it do its job. Make the beef stew as delicious as can be. And remember, don't forget to deglaze that pan you used. Pour those beautiful flavor bits into that slow cooker. After resting into the slow cooker with the broth, place the seared meat pieces in and continue your cooking process. Now, overcooking, uh, especially on a stovetop, is something to uh, avoid. Uh, Cooking the meat all day will give you dry, stringy, and tough meat. Well, common mistakes to avoid when making beef stew. So how do you avoid it? Uh, a, you don't want to overcook your meat by letting your stew simmer too long. Uh, it depends on your preference. Do you want your meat to be tender and stringy, falling into fibers, or just tender enough to cut with a spoon without breaking down into fibers? But be sure not to go past the stringiness kind of tender. Going beyond it will make your meat inedible, will make it dry, and we'll just ruin a whole day of making a stew. Um, overcooking the meat can also happen with high temperatures. If it's too high, the proteins in the meat will become tough. If you don't cook it low and slow, the heat is ideal at a low heat. If you cook it too high, it's going to be tough. The collagen won't break down before it's cooked. You end up with those rubbery cuts of meat. So, again, low and slow, that's the tempo when you are cooking your beef for stew. Undercooking the meat is a problem, too. Tender, slik, silky meat. Well, you know, you have it in your stew, but it's not the meat you get when you order a steak. When you order a steak, you see the outside, you expect it to be pink in the middle. Um, you don't want that in your beef stew. So, again, it's a matter of making sure you're cooking it for the right amount of time. Uh, don't forget your, arom- your aromatics for the beef stew. Last thing you need is have beef stew that tastes like it's out of a can. Other than that, you should have just opened up a can. It'll be bland. Bland beef stew, not what you want to serve your family. Um, Don't forget that that crusty bread to dip in a good bottle of wine. So the aromatics will make your beef stew unique, delicious, as you want it to be. So we're talking spices, and we're going to give you a list a little bit later. But garlic, onions, fresh herbs, big key to the flavor and aroma for pleasing your dinner for the beef stew. Um, As we uh, continue here on Recipe for a Good Day, uh, again, sear the meats first. Just to recap, uh, saute any celery, garlic, onions, and carrots. As you saute, again, you're scraping the bottom of the pot. That's a lot of flavor going into the crock pot. This will give your beef stew a lot of flavor once it starts to simmer. Add in the spices when the vegetables are tender. Uh, You can add onion powder, paprika, black powder, bay leaves, garlic powder. You can change the flavor profile a little bit by adding... Uh, some cumin, maybe some cinnamon. Uh, You can put in other spices to make it, maybe Mediterranean, Moroccan, whatever flavor you want. Experiment with your stew and have some fun. And the best part is tasting your way through the experiments. Pour that liquid into the pot, though. Again, don't forget, anything in that pan is flavored. Waste not, want not. Uh, fresh or dried herbs, bay leaf, rosemary, thyme, if you have the thyme, uh will add more flavor. You can use the herbs to garnish it uh, as well if you want when you're served. Um, using plain water or salty stock is another problem. Uh, you can infuse more flavor in your beef stew if you use uh, 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 a beef broth. So using beef broth in your stew will bring out more flavors. It makes sense, right? Um, but uh, do watch out for stock from stores that can be salty. You don't want to end up with a very salty beef stew. Uh, if it happens, you can reduce the broth. You can thicken the stew. The water will evaporate, so don't use the water. Uh, make the broth concentrated, again, which will make it more salty. Uh, so you, it's good to start with unsalted or low-sodium broth as well as regular broth even if it's beef broth, um, but plain water just ain't going to be enough. It, it'll work, but it's, it's not going to be flavorful. And, you know, the difference is minimal on the expense of some beef broth. You can use beef uh, stock substitute if you don't have beef stock. You can use mushroom, vegetable. Um, I do now carry mushroom and vegetable stock at the house, and I'll use it sometimes in combination. Uh, chicken stock you could use, but I prefer a beef, mushroom, or vegetable and you can dissolve bullion. That can be salty. So do be careful of that. Um, I know Johnny J is a, uh, a big advocate for better than bullion. Something that I have not experimented too much myself with. But the salt content, always something you need to change. Again, to start out with that low sodium. Don't forget to... And another mistake is you know, check the seasonings, Taste the product as you're moving through and know what you have to add or remove. Um, thickening that stew too much can also be a problem. Uh, you know the stew should be rich. It should be uh, silky, but uh, it should be smooth as well. You don't want to thicken it too much and turn it into a paste when it gets cold. So here's a few tips. Um, option one, the beef broth should thicken naturally while the broth cooks. The collagen from the beef and the potatoes help thicken that stew naturally, so it'll add body to the broth. Option two, dusting the beef cubes with flour is a great way to control how much flour you're putting into the stew. It can help thicken the broth as well. And you can even do it before searing them. So it can help produce a crust around the meat and leave some flour at the bottom of the part for thickening. That type of thickening will not remove any of the texture or flavor. Uh, failing to skim the fat off. You hear the term skim the fat. Well, marbled beef can make the stew more luscious and rich. Uh, but the gelatin, beef, and collagen from the beef will render into the stock. When you slow cook the meat, it will leave a layer of fat on top of the stew. And that's not something you want to eat. So if you see that layer of fat, um, y- you want to remove it. So A... You can use a spoon to skim off the fat uh, floating on the surface of the of the, of the cooking um, stew. You can also use a ladle, a big serving spoon, or if you're lucky enough to have an old skimmer. Just use that as well. You might not get all of the fat. That's fine. The remaining fat may bring some richness to the stew, but you want to get as much of that fat off the top as you can. Uh, If you do have fat on the meat before searing them, trimming off any large pieces of fat is a good idea as well. You can cook those pieces of meat to prevent your stew from flooding with fat. Uh, It's a lot easier, though, if you place the stew in the fridge. After a while, and you pull the stew out, it's very easy to scrape the hardened fat layer at the surface of the stew. Any extra fat left will melt away into the broth and make it a little rich and shiny but again you want to get as much so refrigerating it to remove the fat is a good option and don't forget to add a little bit of acid another common mistake avoid when making beef stew it makes it heavy and rich but the sides can also weigh your plate down so you need something to cut that richness of the beef stew so adding a little bit of acid helps balance the stew further and doing it will be good for the beef stew. The acid component is going to highlight the flavors of really what becomes a casserole. Tomato paste, that can help balance the flavor as well. I was talking with Johnny how underutilized tomato paste is in the kitchen today. So adding a little acid helps accomplish a lot. Uh, you can add tomato paste, dried tomatoes, that can do the job. You can use some red wine in the part and start the cooking process. Um, in addition to that, you can also add some vinegar as another option at the end of the cooking time. So a small splash of a, of a vinegar will not change the stew's flavor. Um, and tasting will determine if it's well-balanced. You can use a balsamic vinegar. That will add a little sweetness as well. But stay away from the plain white vinegar. That will overwhelm the other stew's uh, flavoring. So a balsamic vinegar, it will add the sweetness, will bring the acid and it will prevent your stew from beginning a sour soup. It's better to add vinegar uh, in that way. Add it, gradually taste it, gradually taste it. You don't want to overshoot it. You can't really walk it back if you overdo it. So those are some of the uh things to tell you, some good old tips for making your beef stew the best you can do. And uh, I wonder how many of these things, as we go through, you might be doing in your kitchen just because it was done for generations, and that's why we've brought the, the segments to you this manner. What we can do right now is have an episode of Reynolds Wrap, brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores.
2: That Reynolds Wrap by here, Betty? you best at Pat.
0: Reynolds Wrap makes this whole cooking and cleanup thing so easy. Reynolds Wrap makes good food better.
2: The great thing about Reynolds Wrap is it's the one wrap you can depend
1: on. Just a little Reynolds Wrap can do more for a woman than any other wrap. As we enter a new month and get into what is nominally called the holiday season, let's continue in the time allotted to share the various pumpkin styles and sizes used in the American kitchen. They're classified as gourds and fruits and differ from other squash-type foods as far as usage. Oh, but before I do, I have a superb stuffed pumpkin recipe I received from my aunt a few years ago. Now, if you can find a sugar pumpkin, which is kind of small, or maybe a baby bear, a blue doll... Connecticut field pumpkin, or any of the edible varieties, you're good to go. Remember, not all pumpkins can be eaten, as they'd be used for carving or decorations. Here now is your recipe. One cup of dried basmati rice, prepared as you would normally would, set aside. Eight ounces of ground meats, and choosing two out of this list is sufficient. Ground chuck, Italian sausage, lamb, bison, or pork. Also, one 7-ounce package of Bell's seasoned stuffing prepared as usual. Three to four ribs of diced celery, two sliced shallots or a small red onion, a small diced bell pepper, and a handful of dried cranberries, also known as craisins. Here's how to prepare it. You want to brown two of the meats listed and place in a mixing bowl. Prepare the Bell stuffing and add that to the bowl. Lightly sauté your vegetables in the same pan, mixing them accordingly and add to the bowl, then add the craisins. Combine thoroughly, then spoon in a hollowed-out pumpkin. Set your oven for 400 degrees and bake the stuffed pumpkin for 40 to 45 minutes. When you're done, set aside to rest for 10 minutes and then serve. This stuffing can also be used to stuff tomatoes, zucchini boats, or even as a soup filling. Yeah... You'll thank me later. If you want a printed version of this recipe, email us at askthechef at wnri.com. For a recipe for a good day, sponsored by Little General Stores, I'm Johnny Reynolds, and that's a wrap. Reynolds Wrap. Wouldn't you hate to be without it?
0: If you have a question from your kitchen or a recipe you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Just email the show at askthechef at WNRI.com. That's askthechef at WNRI.com. Little General Stores is ready to serve you every day with great locally roasted coffee, as well as the best prices for all your deli meats. Little General Convenience Stores, we're here for you.
2: I split bananas, take Easter eggs and make them die. But I never harmed an onion, so why should they make me cry? Well, once I saw a salad dressing, my face got radish, my oh my. But I never harmed an onion, so why should they make me cry? i've crushed i've made an artichoke and that's not all i've also whipped cream and beaten an egg yes i've even made a melon ball of all the things above i'm guilty if punished i would know just why but i've never harmed an onion
0: Thank you, Ralph the dog and onions. If they're making you cry. Sharpen those knives. That means you're pressing through it instead of cutting through it. And you're putting way too much sulfur out there. So, yeah, make sure those knives are sharp to cut down on those onion tears. Uh, we're going to continue our beef stew discussion in honor of Chuck and his stewing beef on sale at all the general locations. six eighty nine dollars a pound uh, we're going to be talking right now of the seasonings to make sure to include in your beef stew. That'll make it both rich and balanced and flavor. And these are the ones that you should be using. We're going to talk about kosher salt. Why are we talking kosher salt? Um, I, I, until I got into cooking myself, which was now uh, several years in the experiment, I only had iodized salt. And it was the only salt in the house. My goodness. <laughs> now I have... Uh, iodized salt, pink Himalayan salt. I have sea salt. I have kosher salt. Um, I got a specialty chicken salt. Um, and, and I'm using them all in different methods. And you should too. One of the ones I use the most of, though, is the kosher salt. It's for seasoning the beef stew and is best. So, what does that beef stew without a hint of salt? Again, a hint. You don't want it too salty. Although we might be going saying a dash or two will elevate your dish, again, using kosher salt instead of iodized salt is a change you should be making if you already haven't. Why? Kosher salt. Larger crystals makes a great difference to the flavor. So instead of making the dish just taste salty, kosher salt actually enhances the flavor and is a wonderful ingredient to bring your deep stew. Also, the larger salt crystals will prevent likelihood of over-salting the dish and allow the beef to stay more succulent if you will without any metallic taste that often comes with regular iodized because it's iodized table salt black pepper an excellent beef swife, like a salt black pepper with its taste is a traditional seasoning for many dishes black peppercorns the strongest of the peppercorns will bring death bitter notes and earthy taste and combine it with the juiciness of the beef and the savory of the vegetables it'll just bring the whole meal together. Although there are other um, peppercorns out there when it comes to beef stew, um, I, even that, I have white pepper, I have rainbow pepper, I got black pepper. Black pepper, when it comes to your beef, is the way to go. Just be careful not to use too much of it because you can overpower everything else in the dish. Okay, And pepper is a great way to season your beef stew. If you want a little kick of spice, cayenne pepper will add just the perfect amount of heat and enhance the flavors as well. Typically used in Mexican, Asian, Indian dishes, but it can pack a punch of smoky flavor into your beef stew. Great for sauces and meats as well, which makes up most of what beef stew is, anyways, right? Paprika. Made of dried and ground red peppers. So, like cayenne, it has potential to add an element of smokiness to your stew that can vary from mild, sweet to even hot. Store-bought paprika powder, typically made of a combination of ground-up bell and chili peppers. So, that spice takes on some flavor from the chilies, unlike the cayenne, which adds a uh, pop of color to the dish as well. So, if you want to give your beef stew a nice orangey red color, a pop of heat that's not overpowering, a dash of paprika, the way to go. Onion powder, commonly used uh, for meatloaves, casserole soups, and other stews as well. The reason, that delicious smell will linger in your kitchen for a while after cooking it. And that scent, nothing like it. The flavors released when somebody is cooking onions, just adding powder makes it a little easier to accomplish that. The onion powder can be used as a substitute instead of uh, fresh onions or even in addition to fresh onions. When substituting onions with onion powder though, it's a ratio of one tablespoon of onion powder for two medium sized onions. Again, you can't overdo it. The ratio one tablespoon of onion powder would equal two Medium sized onions and uh, both onion powder and onions tasting their own right, so it'll give your stew a little aroma and a little mellow sweetness. Celery seed, one of my favorites, uh, especially with my mashed potatoes. But if you're not a big fan of celery of itself, like me, you may not want to add the chopped vegetable into the beef stew. However, the celery seed will give a celery like flavor and aroma as well that'll make it very very savory. So it's best just to throw the seeds whole into the stew rather than grinding them up. Ground celery seeds release more bitterness and you might find it overwhelming. And I do the same thing in my mashed potatoes as well. I don't grind them. I just put them in right there out of the shaker. One of my secret ingredients of my mashed potato celery seed, and you should be consider bringing it to your beef stew as well. Oregano speaks for itself. Parsley speaks for itself. And basil speaks for itself. But when to put it in is the question. So dried oregano added to your stew at the beginning of the cooking so it has time to infuse into the meat and other ingredients. Fresh oregano closer to the end of cooking rather than dried oregano to help conserve more of that flavor. Parsley You want to finely chop the fresh parsley, sharp knife, add it to the stew at the start of the cooking process along with the other ingredients. When it comes to basil, you're going to add the basil at the end of the cooking process. Ideally, right before serving the dish. If you cook the basil too long on high heat, it can eliminate some of the flavors and sometimes even turn it somewhat bitter. So those are some of the uh, ingredients that you should be considering putting into your beef stew. We're not done yet. When we come back after this edition of Seasoning Greetings with Johnny Reynolds Jr., we are going to bring in some now, This is an article I was reading last night on some things to consider putting into your beef stew To enhance that flavor. I found the list interesting. I'm going to share it with you after this next Johnny Reynolds feature called Seasonings Greetings. It's time to say Seasonings Greetings. A look at the herbs, spices, and seasonings in your kitchen with your host, John Reynolds, Jr.
1: In my earlier segment, my fellow gastronomes, I shared a family recipe that includes a brand stuffing mix known for its 150-year-old spice blend. You know, I've been using Bell's seasonings for decades and the stuffing for pumpkins and other recipes. So let's proceed with this concoction of spices and discover other uses for it. This seasoning blend is a co- Recipe of the Bell's Poultry Seasoning. This seasoning can be used on any poultry or in any type of stuffing or dressing for an extra special flavor. Here we go. Two tablespoons of dried rosemary, dried oregano, dried marjoram, dried thyme, and dried parsley. One tablespoon of dried sage, ground ginger, celery seed, and ground black pepper. And a quarter teaspoon of freshly grated nutmeg. Place all the ingredients in the coffee grinder and pulverize to a fine ground powder. This process will take about 30 seconds. Store the pulverized contents in a tightly sealed jar. Use your homemade seasoning in amounts that you would use any other seasoning. You can use this seasoning blend on any poultry or any type of stuffing for a really special dish. Folks, seasoning blends have their place in our kitchens. However, next time, I'll return with a segment that focuses on just a single item. Now, let's return for more Recipe for a Good Day on WNRI. Oh, Phooey, I forgot to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. How do I go shopping now? What's on sale this week? I don't know what to feed Funky the monkey.
0: Well, Anna Marie, we have you covered all at LilGeneral.com. That's where you can find out what's on sale this week at all Little General locations and now can listen to past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Just go to LilGeneral.com. You'll see the tab for the weekly flyer. Click that. You'll see the specials this week at all Little General locations. And at the bottom of the page you'll see the link to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. So if you miss a show or are unable to write down a recipe, now you can go listen anytime at your time at littlegeneral.com.
1: us a brand new recipe.
0: We're talking, what do we got cooking, good looking? We are cooking beef stew. Uh, so we've covered the do's and don'ts, mistakes people make. We've covered the seasonings you should be considered using. So this one here, think of it as an elective course in beef stew. It was an interesting article I was reading on, uh, I believe it was Taste of Home, an online uh, cooking source. And this is interesting because it was uh, seven ingredients, what they call secret ingredients, That'll, could make your beef stew even better. And, um, again, error caution and maybe a little kitchen experimentation. One at a time, I would not do them all. Um, so, uh, excuse me, six, uh, excuse me, six recipes, six ingredients, not seven. Uh, the first one, very interesting. Tapioca. What it says here, one of the joys of eating stew is a hearty sauce, which should have more body than a regular soup broth. We know that. So adding a little tapioca to absorb some of the liquid, you'll end up with a nice thick broth. Use this tapioca trick in your own favorite stew recipe. You'll see it work in a classic beef stew. Um, another option, mashed potatoes. It says here, while you could ladle your stew... Over mashed potatoes, it's a good idea, did you ever consider putting them in the stew itself? Leftover mashed potatoes are another helpful way to thicken the sauce. Add some body and avoid food waste. Whisk them in gently until they dissolve. Interesting. Interesting. Instant potato flakes. I think the same theory of mashed potatoes. No leftover mashed potatoes on hand. Use instant potato flakes to add a little substance to the sauce. They dissolve completely, leave no lumps, and result in a thicker, heartier sauce with a bit more potato flavor. And it may take some experimentation to figure out how many. And remember, go less. You can always thicken. But if you overshoot, it's hard to thin. fresh lime juice. Speaking of flavor, says it's amazing what a spritz of fresh lime juice can do to brighten up your stew. So squeeze a little drizzle into the stew at the end of cooking stir and spoon um soy sauce now again you want to be careful about the salt content so if you are going to experiment with soy sauce you got to be real careful uh make sure those broths are are salt free or low sodium um back off on that kosher salt because you got salt coming in with the soy sauce um and of course you use a low sodium soy sauce preferred so if you're looking to add some dark flavor deep color for your beef stew a little bit of soy sauce adds a depth and interest. Uh, see what see what you mean by trying some Jamaican-style beef stew with soy sauce is a staple in it. But again, uh, less is more. You can always add more, but you can't take it out. Uh, I guarantee you, no way on this green earth that we love and adore would I try this last one. But hey, it's on the list. We're going to put it out there. I despise it, but they say... Pickle juice, again, probably more the acidic. Um, a tablespoon of juice from the pickle jar, spooned in 15 to 20 minutes before the stew is done, perks up the taste nicely. And if you're all around pickle lover, you're going to love it. I hate pickles, so I guarantee I won't be trying it, but you may want to try it in your kitchen. So, an interesting list, a little bonus list there of what they call six secret ingredients that can make your beef stew even better. But again, experiment at your own risk. The recipe for a good day is not responsible for bad beef stew. And um, we are going to slip in a recipe here at the end. We're just going to give you, we're going to talk about a classic a beef stew recipe. And here is your ingredients list for a just an easy, basic, classic beef stew. A quarter cup of all-purpose flour. A quarter teaspoon of freshly ground pepper. One pound of stewing meat. Chuck's has it on sale. $689 a pound. Trimmed, cut into one-inch cubes. Um, five teaspoons of vegetable oil, two tablespoons of red wine vinegar, one cup of red wine three and a half cups of beef broth, homemade or low-sodium canned, uh, two bay leaves, one medium onion peeled and chopped, five medium carrots peeled, cut into quarter-inch rounds, two large baking potatoes peeled and cut into three-quarter-inch cubes, and two teaspoons of salt. That's your ingredient list. The method, rather easy-peasy. Again, we talked about making sure you're preparing a your beef, so... Again, with the classic beef stew and the methods, uh, we've talked extensively on sharing the meat, using flour. You're going to incorporate all those tools and tricks into your beef stew. But basically, combine the flour, pepper in a bowl, add the beef stew, toss it to coat, um, add uh, heat, three teaspoons of water in a large pot or pan, add the beef a few pieces at a time, don't overcrowd it, cook it, turn the pieces, brown it on all sides. It's going to take about five minutes per batch. You can add more oil as needed between batches. Again, when you get your beef out of the pot, add the vinegar and wine. Cook it over a medium-high heat. Scrape the pan with a wooden spoon. Loosen those brown bits, that flavorful bit at the bottom of the pan. Add the beef, the beef broth, and bay leaves. Bring it back to the boil, reduce in a slow simmer. At that point, cover and cook, skimming broth from time to time until the beef is tender. Uh, about a one and a half hour time. You can add the onions, carrots, and simmer and cover it for 10 minutes. Add the potatoes, simmer it up until those vegetables get tender. Just about 30 minutes more for those uh, for those vegetables. Then add any broth if the stew is too dry. You can season it, salt and pepper to taste, and ladle it in the serve. Now, that's a very basic formula. And again, we've talked about the crock pot. You're still going to do the searing beforehand. You're going to slow cook it longer. We get that. You're going to sear it. You're going to add your vegetables much later in the process, um, maybe halfway through. You know, add some of those vegetables in there as well. So for, whether it's a crock pot or a range top, Different methods to cook your beef stew, incorporate the tips, the tricks, the seasonings, and even if you want to experiment with what they call secret ingredients, I'm just very leery of pickles in my beef stew. But it is that winter time, so enjoy. Make yourself comfortable with the ultimate comfort food, beef stew. Why are we talking beef stew? Because the perfect beef chuck stewing beef on sale six eighty nine a pound, chuck roast six eighty nine a pound, chuck steak six ninety nine a pound from Genoa Capic- Capicola Hut or Sweet, seven eighty nine a pound, uh, Apolline imported ham just five eighty nine a pound. Don't forget the chicken drumsticks on sale. We talked a lot of beef. Those chicken drumsticks on sale all little general locations now through close of business Sunday. Only 69 cents a pound. Freeze them up. We'll be talking soups this winter. You'll have the chicken when you need it. Don't forget, load up on your orzos as well. You'll be appreciating that in the middle of soup season. Our friends at Hummer Brothers, all our general locations, have smoked daisy rolled pork shoulder butt for just $4.49 a pound. And my favorite, Liverwurst on sale from Hummel Brothers, the one and only, the perfect Liverwurst Hummel Brothers has, four eighty nine a pound, all the general locations. I can taste that sandwich now. Mm, mm, good. I'm sorry, Campbell's. Uh, from KM Old Time Franks, $5.99 a pound. Purdue Carving Turkey Breast. I love that in salads. $8.89 a pound as well. Uh, Little General Bulky Rolls. Don't forget you can load up on them for $3.59 a six-pack. And it is the season for premium apple cider. And you can pick up your local premium apple cider at Little General stores today. Thank you, Little General, for bringing your recipe for a good day. Not only here on this Wednesday, but don't forget that you can catch it now in its replay format on Saturday at 2 p.m. PM. Meanwhile, it's time for Johnny Jay and myself to say, Enjoy your cooking this week. Bon appetit. Till next time.
2: W-N-R-O.